monkeys. Watching the monkeys. We are. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to We Are watching one piece and um there's no more cake not that it was a lie i i had to say it quick enough so you, so you couldn't do the uh 14 year old joke <laughs> 15 mm -hmm. year old joke at this point well it's two two weeks old we did it last time <laughs> oh yeah that's, that's true. how jokes work they're <laughs> as fresh as their most recent usage <laughs> i'm jory we just wrapped up whole cake didn't we well i mean we're going to that's what this episode is <laughs> yeah Escape from Cake, the uh, the never made third Escape from movie for Snake Plissken. <laughs> it was rewritten into this last chunk here, Escape from Whole Cake Island. Sanji Plissken. <laughs> what if Snake Plissken could double jump? <laughs> it actually seems like a thing that character would be able to do now that I'm saying it out loud. Uh, hi, my name's Joe, by the way. You said, did you say your name? I think you did. I did, yes. The the one Jory. The only Jory. The only one uh, there, there's one in one of my classes, and mm -hmm. on my online class, and I just com I commented on his post like, "Hey, you want to change your name?" And I don't know if he's playing along with me. And he goes, "No, I think I like my name, so I'll keep it." I don't know if he's like annoyed or if <laughs> he's <laughs> like just being nice, <laughs> or if that's just his response. <laughs> like, it's always hard to say when you really test it with a stranger in public it's even better because it's a it's an online class with someone i'll never ever see <laughs> that's probably the only reason you're brave enough to do it is my guess if if it was someone in my class probably i couldn't do it just like at the store or something because it's like mm. there's no reason for me to stay talking to them also how would you know their name with just a random person at the store yeah the only person who would go around wearing a shirt that says my name is jory is you <laughs> yeah absolutely I'm the you ever get one. like scared of your reflection like a dog <laughs> How's there another one? <laughs> that's that's a really good bit. I, I I need to. I'll do that at a TikTok now. I'm gonna be going oh, a TikTok okay. guy. Um, that's gonna be that's my hit TikTok. Shame. <laughs> I don't respect a lot of modern popular things. TikTok's pretty low on the list, though. Me too. I uh, I think that's a CIA op. That TikTok voice. That woman tiktok voice that's everywhere i hate i her. think that's an op i think that's an op to increase misogyny in the youth <laughs> it's working on me and it's working yeah <laughs> anyway speaking of misogyny we are gonna talk about sanji quite a bit in this yeah here. we're talking 872 through 878 not a lot of episodes but some bigger ones here and there i don't know i guess that ends in kind of a bigger spot too but we'll have some stuff to discuss and maybe uh wildly theorize on before next time next time we have even more big things to get to. But for now, it's really just about the Straw Hats getting the fuck away from the whole cake archipelago. And I think they succeed. Spoilers for this chunk of episodes. But we, where did we leave off last time? I guess it was just Katakuri's beaten and Luffy's being carried by a mystery masked man. Yeah, some random cat with a mask. Who, who could say who it is? It's a mystery. Yeah. They they said their name. I don't remember. I think it's like it's not Mysterio. I think it, it, well I think it be. was something like that. Yeah, Ray Mysterio. <laughs> we'll start with eight seventy two. Basically, in that same spot. I guess the other thing we can maybe say is that there's we don't know exactly what happened between Pudding and Sanji yet. She was like, "Hey, give me a favor," and it looks like she went to kiss him. And then the next thing we see is just Sanji on his own, waiting for Luffy to come out of the mirror. So we'll see what that is in this truck, maybe. We'll pick up with 872, where we see all of those Charlotte Big Mom pirates, uh, including Oven. He's kind of the strongest 
character here waiting by that big mirror that they bottlenecked Luffy to come out of. An alarm is also going off because the Sunny is approaching the shore. This is Cacao Island, I think. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, that's the island where pretty much everyone is. Yeah, I I was pretty sure, but I was like, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. <laughs> There's so many locations here, and it doesn't entirely matter which one's which. At this point, anyway, I don't know if it does, but Cacao Island is where they plan to meet up. This is it. The shore is also lined with all the tart ships, so the Sunny is going to have quite a bit go up against. They're also being trailed still by Smoothie and the Genie Man. Daifuku, I believe, is his name. But I yeah, I don't think we. Guy. Yeah, I don't like the way he rubs. <laughs> I don't like the way he rubs his lamp. Don't care for it. But I don't think we actually see him yet. It's just later he will be uh, with Smoothie. But inside the Mirrorland, Mystery Boy says, "Hey, Luffy, I am gonna go Sue Long. It's Peckham's, by the way. I, in case you didn't remember from the yeah. last episode, Peckham's is gonna go Sue Long, and he's like." I'm not really good at controlling my Sulong at all. The, the one, like, Pedro was the only person that could help him with it. And he's like, he, he says it almost as, like, a power level thing. He's like, he, he's both mourning Pedro being gone, but he's like, with him gone, nothing will be able to stop me in terms of, like, getting revenge on, I guess, up until this action, his crew. He's not yeah. left the Big Mom Pirates, but this will be... I, I joked last time, I was like, what if they killed both the Minks? And I... Said that about Carrot, forgetting that Peckham's was in this arc, <laughs> and then proceeded to be like, oh, is Peckham's not living through this? I don't know. One Piece characters don't usually die unless their abdomen is punctured on screen. So I guess the jury might be out for Peckham's, the same that maybe it's out for Pound. Pedro's definitively dead. Yeah, but there's nothing left of him. <laughs> No, Which and they made means a bit... it was a, too good of a bomb, <laughs> and they had enough uh, emotional like going through it that if he was actually alive, it'd be... okay, <laughs> yeah, it'd be a bit of a a bit of a decision. I don't, I don't, I don't know if Peckham makes it out of this, but his plan is to go a bit of a Sulong Berserk mode. We cut back outside. The mirror starts to be turning into a portal, and everyone hears Bruley crying through it. And right on time, right when they said they'd meet up. Someone jumps out of the mirror, and it's just Peckham's holding a gun to Brulee's head, and he's like, nobody move, or she gets it. And everyone's like, Peckham's? And I was like, why did he, why did he think that mask was going to work? But everyone immediately knows who he is, and he's like, well, my cover's blown. I guess I'll just go ahead and skip to the Sulong part, so throws off his sunglasses. Easy to forget that he's wearing it's i just it's so i'm just used to looking at his face i'm like oh i guess those come off and i forgot that part of his bit was his uh tiny eyes yeah it's just been so long he does have a, a tiny eyes bit but he takes him off and he looks at the at the moon and starts to go sicko mode he doesn't <laughs> go all the way he like has another level up here in a little bit but he starts to hulk up a little bit and smash some people around oven steps in and punches him as peckham sort of flies across the courtyard luffy falls out of thin air i don't know if he was wrapped up in the bag with verlee or i think so and oh no <laughs> luffy can't really defend himself that's not good yeah luffy's a little luffy's a little out of it when when you have an extreme fight with a guy whose bounty is like one billion uh you're not gonna come out of it like Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. When was the last time Luffy just walked away from a fight after he won? Did he walk away from the cracker fight or was he carried away? That's a good point. I guess he rode the tree. 
so he still got like a rest period. I was just I tweeted this too. Uh, who's gonna carry Luffy away from the final fight of the show? Because presumably, if that's the hardest thing he has to do, <laughs> is he gonna? stand to tell the tale is it gonna be anyone around to like watch him do it if luffy defeats the final bad guy no one's around to see it does he actually beat him is he actually king of the pirates <laughs> or does buggy take the credit uh, well we know the answer to that <laughs> well buggy takes the credit also what if buggy's the the hardest fight what if it all comes back to him <laughs> he's the mastermind what is it around here we get the eye catch sanji reports back to the sunny that luffy is here He's, I guess he's going to grab him in a, in a minute, but Luffy has to dodge a couple attacks. I wrote gay-looking pirates. I don't know which ones they were, but they must have been uh, flamboyant. I think, I think the gayest-looking pirates are the fucking, um, they're like a bunch of brothers that all look the same. If that's what the you're Osumatsu team. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. They're the Charlotte decouplets. Yeah, I don't. I didn't mean them, but they are the. They also oh. appear next. <laughs> I was uh, say, yes. they're all looking pretty gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all have matching little <laughs> pink suits and pink bowler hats or whatever. And then there's also a group of girls that all wear blue, which I don't think I really thought about until later. They do a combined thing, and it's like the flash of pink and blue. Where I'm like, well, this smacks of gender. But now I'm just now thinking, oh, I guess they're swapped. <laughs> but uh anyways yes i i did i think this is the first time i have called them the osumatsu squad because they're not technically six of them i think it's four or five of them i'm not pausing and counting but anyways yes luffy has to fight them in this in the sky uh or, or no it's sanji's fighting them in the sky this is after sanji runs in grabs him and luffy's like oh good and falls asleep <laughs> and then sanji fights off the quintuplets or however many there were Peckham sort of levels up again, looks at the moon some more, gets bigger. I like that they're all white. Now that you've seen two of them, you can sort of connect those dots. Because oh. Carrot obviously already had a white fur, but... I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that that kind of makes sense, too, because it's like a, a full moon, so... It's interesting, Peckham's is a character that's technically been around for so long. <laughs> Introduced at the end of Fishman Island, and just that like, we true. just gave him a, gave him a second form. <laughs> And and then a, a then it's even bigger than that, and another and a, a, after he stares longer. You think if he just kept never looked away from the moon, he'd just keep getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> he would. It's just <laughs> he'd become bigger than uh, oars, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he really can't get in Smash. <laughs> yeah, but oars in Smash too. Fuck oars in Smash. If there was a one piece fighting game that was like good <laughs> i think i feel like oars would be like a level like a level that moves oh yeah like a like a like a smash brothers level yeah absolutely or just stays ha- a stage hazard maybe <laughs> i don't think he is i mean Th- thriller bark's a good arc that is i think well liked but i don't know how well represented it is in any of those games because like burning Bl- burning blood's way too new world dress rosa focused anyway yeah Oh, Slash Marineford. I forget. Burning Blood's the one where it's like, all <laughs> this Rosa game's branding is Dress Rosa. The plot is Marineford exclusively. <laughs> yeah. Very strange. It's a, you just always, that classic uh, conundrum is, there's so much shit, how do we know what would get represented in a video, in a video game? Yes, and it's why Pirate Warriors 4 skips so much. It starts it's at Alabasta and does not do Skypea. Or, or Thriller Bark. Yeah. That's the thing, Thriller Bark is is good and well liked. It's like Skypea, I think, is less liked, even though I would put it above 
probably a couple arcs. Yep. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It's just, I guess, especially with Pirate Warriors 4, which gets so much of its juice out of you're in this place for multiple levels. You can't really, I mean, you could do Escape the <laughs> Thriller Park, but it'd be much harder. Yeah. You could finally finish the whole cake arc now. I can. Four. I'm probably going to I actually do don't that. know. I don't actually know how, how, when that cutscene ends, but I, I mean, skipped the cutscenes anyway. Cause, oh, really? Because <laughs> I don't, I don't care that much, but about like That's how fair. they tell the story. So like, <laughs> I'm I just, interested uh, in it, which is why I let it play out. I'm always curious. Hmm. But I guess if you're afraid to see something you don't know yet, I guess it's a little different. It's a good game. Think about it every time we record, and then I never go and play it. <laughs> we should we should re- properly rebrand this into a gamers podcast because it's an untapped market. Video games? Yeah. I don't think there's not there's, enough people. There's not a lot of people talking about video games. I was thinking... Haven't heard about video games in years. I, I was thinking about it the other day. I just wish I could listen to, like, three white dudes in a basement talk about video games without any sort of direction or, like, audio editing or anything. Just, like, four hours of uh white dudes in a basement talking about mm-hmm. video games. I just don't think that can be met for me. No. It's... I, if only I knew some white dudes. Maybe I could get a, a group together. If only the woke cancel culture mob didn't get rid of white men. <laughs> uh, science has gone too far. I don't know. I just I was thinking. I was you. Re- you recently beat Persona Five Royal. Yeah, I recently. Last night. I I just beat Disco Elysium. Two games that have equally profound things to say about the proletariat. And I just think <laughs> that I I just think we really need to lean into gaming. <laughs> when does One Piece Odyssey come out? I don't know. I don't I think there's an official date. No, I have it pre-ordered, which means it probably says like December 21st or some shit or whatever the placeholder <laughs> Planned date release is. date coming soon on Steam. Great. So probably Q2 2023. Yeah, I'm interested in it in, in Odyssey. I wonder how long it's been in development because I don't think I've seen Jinbei in it. And I'm like, he's in the movie. You have to, at some point, you got to start putting him in more things. Uh, this art that I'm seeing for it that looks like Oda-drawn art uh, has Luffy, Nami, Usopp, and Chopper. And a Kung Fu Dugong. Oh, that game's going to rip. Okay. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, playable Kung Fu Dugong? <laughs> that- Port this to the Switch so I can get a Kung Fu Dugong amiibo. Oh, I need that. Anyways, this has been our gamer segment. Uh, let us know... If you like it, want us to do more of it, I guess we could talk about the anime less and video games more. Yeah. That's probably what people want us to do is less less of staying on topic and more just deviations. Yeah, I, I think so. I think the next episode we just should like, like, eh, there's some stuff going on. Uh, here's some video game news. Yeah, we'll bring in some guests on the next episode and just talk about video games. <laughs> So let us know if you, if you think that's good. Go to patreon.com slash op and just <laughs> however good you think the idea is from a scale of one to one million, type that number into the box. <laughs> I mean, this episode's basically done. Uh, we were talking about how Peckham's can't control his Stulong power and he like goes to like swing on Sanji. Like he saves Sanji by knocking down all the twins or whatever and then goes to beat the shit out of Sanji as well but it's looking at Luffy that like stops him which is interesting on its own but he like hears Pedro's voice when he looks at Luffy like a sort of oh Pedro wouldn't want me to do this I don't know how, how the sight of Luffy connects him to that so innately although I mean I don't know Luffy has some sort of innate vibe or aura 
he can hear the voice of the what do they say in Fishman Island? Something about him hearing things that other people can't. Oh yeah, because they're like boats talking to him or whatever. Yeah, and he has no idea what's going on. Nate Vibe is just really funny. Just that you're, you're just like chilling in like a bar or something. It's not very busy, and Luffy just walks in and he just like falls to the floor. Like holy shit, the vibes. That's basically Conqueror's hockey you're describing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, like once a week, I think about that. Uh, I like question someone asked. I was like, I was staring at my little brother, and he started like three year old brother. He started to cry. Do I have Conqueror's hockey? And Oda's supposed to just leave your poor brother alone. Be nicer. (laughs) I also think about that all the time. Peckham sort of comes to a little bit and sends Sanji off verbally. He's like, "Take care of him. I'm gonna go fight the big mob pirates." And he does, and it seems like he's taken down in this fight and then very quickly Sanji's just on the ground again and surrounded again at all like it's maybe these were supposed to be in two different chapters so it didn't feel so instantly deflated that uh (laughs) Peckham's was wasted for nothing which is kind of how it feels watching this but like Sanji's like okay thanks Peckham's goes and gets his ass beat and then like Sanji immediately gets knocked down to the ground by like a guy with a big hammer and he's surrounded again by all these people. But the cliffhanger of this episode is that there's some big explosion and uh, Jerma Double Six returns. Yeah! They're, they're charging in to save Sanji. Oh, they don't really say that. They kind of say that they do, but they mostly say that they want to get back at uh, the Big Mom Pirates, probably more. <laughs> and th- as they're saving Sanji, there's like, you're such a fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into some of that later. I... I'm kind of glad we talked before about sort of the Germa closure. And I, I, I thought about it again watching this, too, because I was like, well, you know, we talked about last time. Do we need any more of them? Obviously, we know there will be more of them. And watching this and thinking, well, I'm not really. Obviously, there's no sort of character to get out of it outside of Sanji. Like Sanji is the only person and to some extent, Radio to really benefit from any interactions. But there is something sort of interesting about having some sentai characters in your show that fundamentally can't emotionally progress in any way so their whole deal is just looking cool and kicking ass <laughs> what more do you need in media yeah i've decided it's actually a really funny way to have these characters in here now because <laughs> they're just there yeah <laughs> it's like they're incapable of having an arc so it's like <laughs> Yeah, they're they're just very cool looking plot devices. No investment needed. They will not improve, but they will remain cool. Anyways, that's how the episode ends. 873 starts with Mont Dor. Do you remember Scarecrow Bookman? Who's not here? He is in another place, keeping tabs on everything with transponder snails. He's panicking because he was told by Jerma that Jerma was defeated because they have that voice manipulation thing. The, they have this thing that the predator has. Sanji is running away and is then protected by his brothers who are doing some cool fighting. Do we see a t- transformation sequence in I, maybe it was in 872 and not this episode? I just remember I'm always so sort of floored by the shots of just them and their the light flashing out of their dick. Like I <laughs> I know that it would be too much to have Frankie in this arc with them. Oh god. <laughs> Sanji says that the last episode It's just like Frankie's weird enough (laughs) But it is one of those things Where it's like man 
Frankie, it would be too easy to have Frankie and Usopp around these guys. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it'd be I, the, the, the shot of whatever the red one's name is stark naked light flashing around the dick. Not only looks like a kill to kill joke, but also <laughs> just made me think of Frankie's whole nipple deal. Which I presume he's still. <laughs> I don't know if he's used them yet. Post time skip. Oh, uh, I think he did in Fishman Island. Probably. <laughs> Probably has done it in Wano. I just don't remember. I just don't remember. <laughs> Too many other things floating around the brain when you're watching One Piece twice. Surely there isn't anything else going on in Wano that uh, would no. make that take priority over. Oh yeah, Frankie's doing the <laughs> the flashlights out of his tits. Yeah, not really. It's kind of a slow arc. <laughs> no big reveals. <laughs> no new characters. Not really sure what the hype's all about. Uh, anyways, yeah, so Sanji and Nami are sort of coordinating, doing a bit of a drive-by with the boat so Sanji can get on it with Luffy. Brulee now tells everyone that Katakuri lost. A thing that they didn't even seem to think about when Luffy came out of there. They were just like, pulled, pulled a trick. And maybe two being, you know, beaten senseless and carried by Peckhams. But Brulee is like, no, Katakuri is in there, beaten. And that just makes everyone upset. Oven starts to boil himself in rage. Uh, they all just kind of start trying to chase Sanji and Luffy even harder. Sanji gets shot in the arm. He barely dodges attacks from Oven, but then, yeah, the, the German just kind of keep coming in and saving them and blocking some attacks. Everyone kind of gets a moment to help out, uh, including Reiju, who's poisoned some soldiers at the coast, and uh, she gets to help fly um, Sanji and Luffy towards the sunny. Everyone kind of gets a moment. I think this is what you were talking about when they were like, Kind of still kind of shit talking him while doing it. Yeah. Especially uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, because the blue one specifically can go fast. They're all like, you suck shit. Anyways, get out of here. I guess that's the extent to which, the, I mean, obviously that can't be nice to him, but they're also clearly helping him through action, which is, I guess, more than uh, you could expect. Rage used this final stretch of the relay race, flying him over the extensive warfare happening on the coast between jerma ships and the tart ships and she has all these flashbacks of helping him escape as a child and she pushes him off and is like you'll find friends and she's happy that she was right pushes him forward and she thinks to herself that sanji is the kindest person in the world now i know that her bar is extremely low <laughs> yeah <laughs> um we have talked extensively about the consistent recreation of sanji the Sanji of Theseus, <laughs> as I would call it. Is it yeah. still Sanji at this point? He wasn't that horny in the beginning. He was just kind of a cook and had a crush on, I guess, Nami? I'm sure the hard eye started right away. Yeah. But that was his thing. It was like chivalry and cooking. Then he has the stuff with Zoro. They bicker. That becomes the primary part of his character. Even the Mr. Prince stuff. Like, he's so good at fucking off and <laughs> yeah. just figuring it out later. He's, he's kind of interesting in that way. But... It's just so often he gets reinvented to have some other new bit. Like he gets progressively hornier. His whole time skip thing centers around transphobia. So like, of course that one is going to get dropped immediately. Like Fishman Island, like half of his character motivation is he's too horny because he's around presumably cis women. If that's a concept that mermaids even have. Don't answer that question. No, I'm not sending it into you. <laughs> so of course that gets dropped right away. Yeah. And then uh, Punk Hazard has all the body swapping stuff. Basically a mulligan. Dress Rosa, he fucks off next time you see him again. He now has the sad backstory. And uh, it's this through line of his cooking and all of this stuff coming out of 
kindness of his mother's sacrifice, I guess. In some ways, I don't know, it's a, and I'm oversimplifying. <laughs> but now I'm just, and, and we've been talking a bit too about Sanji and his on-screen relationship with Pudding, the one woman who expressly says, no, I'm not actually interested in you. This is a bit, and I guess it's outwardly mean a little bit. He's completely actually kind and normal to in context and then nami shows up and he does the thing he does so now i'm just holding on to this thread where i'm like in an episode am i gonna think sanji's the kindest person in the world (laughs) (laughs) the jurama threads as well i guess we can hold on to which we'll talk about it by the end of this chunk (laughs) another one of your predictions that was maybe too close to being correct (laughs) what am i saying they're all correct but yeah exactly i yeah i just so funny to call Sanji the kindest person in the world. Like, it, Whole Cake is almost basically attempting to rehabilitate his character after the bad taste in the mouth of the transphobic stuff in the time skip through Fishman Island. The question is, does it work? And the, and the answer is, I don't know. I guess it's been long enough since that happened. I'll leave you to decide. <laughs> but as we go through Wano, and he has an entirely unrelated thing that he has to go through that redefines his character in a different way just hold on to that thread of is he the kindest person in the world i don't know but this episode ends with him nearing the sunny and then the next episode 874 the title of it gives away what happens the sun pirates arrive and i'm like okay well (laughs) cool i didn't even know they were needed (laughs) it kind of makes sense (laughs) yeah i I think by now it's been clear that they're around and helping because there's the singing and there's the sea slugs that aren't working but it, it is always funny when the episode's title is like just this happens <laughs> it happens again in like four episodes luffy defeats the biggest bad guy using a brand new move called this when the That's, last episode yeah. like before the to be continued is luffy going oh fuck this guy's really hard to beat <laughs> what am i gonna do tune in <laughs> next time i'm excited for the last episode it's gonna be called the one piece is this I'm like, fuck, I don't even need to watch it now. They've told me. This episode's about the Sun Pirates. Sanji makes it to the Sunny. Hurrah. Everyone, Luffy, like, wakes up for a second. And they're like, did you beat Katakuri? And he's like, hell yeah, I did. <laughs> just immediately falls back asleep. <laughs> uh, so Chopper goes to treat him, sees that Sanji is shot, and asks if he's okay. And Sanji tries to have the nothing happen moment. He's like, oh, this is nothing. We cut to another island. We see Nut Island. And we see survivors uh, from the great nut busting of 2022. <laughs> Rescued from destroyed buildings and all this other shit. We see other islands, other places, people worrying about Big Mom coming to their island. Must be a terrible way to live. If at any moment, Mommy Godzilla could just show up and eat your home. That's true. Why would you live in an edible house? In Mommy Godzilla land. Here's, here's the thing that I have gathered from... Almost anywhere in One Piece, uh, everywhere sucks to live. <laughs> that's prob- I mean, that's, that's just true, I think, in general. <laughs> that's true. Uh, everywhere like, has its problems. I feel like living in the new world is, like, even worse. Like, <laughs> I, I, I have to imagine there's some lot in, too, with, like, well, she's one of the emperors, so that's protection. Yeah, because it's. I imagine there's a lot of, like, I would simply move. Um, <laughs> I would simply, I would simply uh, leave. Um, <laughs> I just like I'm tired of sh- I'm going to fucking East Blue. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> what shit happens? The quietest there? place. <laughs> and Mihawk strolls through, like, hmm, looking for some weak scrubs to I'm, fuck up. 
Actually, I'd be like, fuck it. I'm going to go to the moon. The moon's the only place that seems safe. But and then, then he rolled up to the moon. Building yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's the uh, that's the uh, credits comedy moment where guys trying to get the gag is the like, what's the guy from? I haven't watched Avatar the Last Airbender. The guy with his cabbages. He's like so a character mm. like that. He's just like everywhere he goes, he just gets fucked over by like Luffy or just stuff going on with pirate drama. So he's like, I'm gonna go to the moon. <laughs> and then as he's rolling up to the moon, you hear like, <laughs> I was gonna say, you, you you hear Eminem start to play. <laughs> <laughs> and then muffled in the distance. Yeah. We talk a lot about how funny it is on Alice on the Moon. We don't talk enough about how funny it is that Luffy punched him so hard he landed on the moon. Yeah. An equally important half of the situation. Oh, I do sure hope we get to deal with an Alice on the Moon again at some point. <laughs> Obviously, I, I know intimately now what it's like to live under Kaido, so I, I'll, I'll save that conversation for later. But I don't. I can't imagine living in Blackbeard's territory is that great. I don't know if Shanks has territory i have no clue what any of his deal is shanks has like his island where he hangs out and uh <laughs> and just like chills and then people like ace show up and he's like oh hey ace <laughs> yeah every time i see shanks in a completely different unrecognizable indescript undistinct location he's on shanks island reading a newspaper like he is in this one and he's like ah yes I'm aware of the inf- the plot that's happening, and then you never don't see him do anything, which is why film red is so interesting, and I find it insane that it's not uh, <laughs> canon. But <laughs> it's so weird, like yeah, he's got a daughter, <laughs> and apparently that's canon. Apparently, information <laughs> about Shanks is canon, but the events of the film are not. Which makes me wonder: okay, <sighs> sure, is, the, is she gonna be in the show at some point? I don't know. It's it's. I don't know. It's it's such a weird half there, half not situation. I'm excited to see it. It's confirmed show dates in so many countries that aren't ours, which is cool. Doesn't usually happen that way. Yeah. I'm just like, there's a guy on Twitter who's seen it like eight times. I just want to know when I can see it once. But we did just have a Dragon Ball top of box office weekend, which is wild. That Dragon Ball movie's awesome. I saw that on Sunday and it's really good. Should I go in, basically, Dragon Ball blind? Uh, the person I went and saw it with didn't know much about Dragon Ball, and they had a decent time. They they also have not watched as many movies as you, but so I don't know if, like, your general, like, movie going will shape that in any way, but, like, mm-hmm. they had a good time. It's, uh, the thing is, the thing that all the recent Dragon Ball movies have done that I think works really well is that they, they've accepted that Dragon Ball is, like, a a, a massive franchise, and they don't try, They there's enough, like, levity mixed in with the action that, like, they know it's just kind of like a goofy, stor- like, 90-minute story. Yeah. I, the action is really good. I think the cor- the art style actually lends itself to make the choreography really good. It looks a little odd when they're just, like, talking, but... Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd rank the movies better than a lot of the Dragon Ball Z movies, because a lot of those are bad. <laughs> yeah, I... I mean, I don't, I like very few of the One Piece movies as, like, real films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Regardless of, of, of any fun had, which is an important part of film going as well. 
Yeah, it's a fun time, I think. Yeah, I, I maybe I'll catch it on a discount Tuesday in an empty theater. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. The the and wildest my local thing about Cinemark. The wildest thing about the experience was they only played R-rated movie trailers before. There's like some kids there. They played that like mm-hmm. fucked up Harry Styles movie that's coming out that looks not that great. Movie looks uh, terrible. They they showed a <laughs> clip recently. This is a movie podcast now. Of of just Harry Styles yelling, and he's like, and he has five accents across the thirty second clip. I defend three D animation more than a lot of people, though. It's starting to get better. Some people are really, I mean, Pixar's been doing it forever. Um, they don't, I wouldn't say they push it that far, but like, even to the extent that like, there's not a lot of depth to the Hotel Transylvania movies. Um, just the fact that like, it does some really weird stuff with three D <laughs> animation. That's why I want to see fucking Popeye so bad. Oh yeah, it's 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 that guy, it's Jenny Tartakovsky, who's equally fucking impressive in two D. One of these days, I'm gonna sit down and binge Primal, but like obviously, I'm fucking raised on Samurai Jack, and um, the only good Star Wars thing to come out <laughs> after the the eighties, uh, the Clone <laughs> Wars show, or the two D Clone Wars show, to be clear. I disrespect the ugly three D animation of the reboot. Oh, that's a that's another element of uh, the Dragon Ball movie that I think works really well because they are already in that 3D. It's not jarring when they switch to like a 3D, vaguely 3D sequence that they're trying to hide in an action sequence, like they did in Resurrection of F and Battle of the Gods. Mm. It's just they don't. You don't have to be like, hey, they 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 did a different like animation style for that because they're already in it. <laughs> yeah, I think um, there's some particularly insane sequences in. Hotel Transylvania 2 especially, which like ends in a big fight. Hotel Transylvania 3 ends with uh, everyone dancing to the Macarena, <laughs> including the Kraken. But 2 ends with a big fight sequence, that, which is like clearly like it feels like him venting that Popeye got canceled because <laughs> it's it's so obviously the same stuff he was trying to do. Those movies have good comedic timing. If you know, if you go in knowing you're watching a children's movie. I like the joke that the, that series accomplishes what the Twilight series accomplished in less than two movies, but <laughs> the baby break dances is the main difference. <laughs> I also really like, before we completely get off the 3D topic, I, I still uh, stump so hard for the 3D One Piece short. Oh, yeah. I, we have the, it's just 30 minutes, straw the 3D straw, straw Hat Chase. That thing looks great. It's 2011, but it lends itself so well to. One piece of style, which especially is like not particularly realist. Yeah. Apparently, I didn't. I pulled it up on Letterboxd. I didn't realize it was double build with Toriko 3D, which I can't imagine looking as well. But maybe, I don't know if it's the same studio involved. I don't know. Guy who directed uh, 3D Straw Hat Chase is the only thing he's directed. That's on Letterboxd. Maybe he's just doing TV or shit. I don't know. Anyways, I've at least brought it back to One Piece now. We left off with Man, it must suck to live here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, everyone's worried about Big Mom, and this is the transition to her getting the cake. We go to Beje, who's on the shore of Fluffy Island, I think this is. Apparently he lost his ship. We just see his ship burning and sinking into the sea. Not really sure why. I mean, I guess it was shot at or barely escaping. Also, kind of curious to know how they got the cake off the boat while the boat's sinking. <laughs> Probably just question. easiest to do it off screen and not, like, not ask the not. Not make a very stupid sequence to solve the problem. Just do it off screen. Ding. Ding. Cinemason, how, how'd they get it off the boat? I need to know. They they moved it from the boat to the shore. Anyways, yeah, so Bezos saying goodbye to his, his big daddy boat. For protection, I guess, he has his crew, like, 
go back inside of him. I don't know how much protection it is because if Beje dies, I'm assuming what happens if you're inside a man who with this power and that man dies. I imagine you're just gonna get like <laughs> shot out because if the power just sort of deactivates, or do you just kind of get like crushed in there? That's a good question. I would imagine you get like ejected. Wait, no, actually, because I remember as he was about to fucking die uh, against Big Mom, he's like, "Everyone, get out." because i'm about to die and if <laughs> i think the implication was if you if you die if he died while you were inside of his castle body you'd be dead yeah that's terrifying to think about so i will simply stop thinking about it <laughs> big mom is coming for the cake montdor is getting these reports from Parasparo, who's also nearby montdor has a read on the situation that read is three options one cake is poisoned she dies <laughs> two it tastes bad, and she still has the hunger pains. Option three, it tastes good, and the poison doesn't affect her. There's no option that it's not poisoned in their mind. <laughs> yeah. Was there, I'm, did you think at any point while we, while Beje was away from Sanji, he might have poisoned it, or did you just, I mean, you, I take him at his word at this point. I, I think um, if he tried, uh, Chiffon would be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Chiffon's there. Chiffon's in, in like, so... On the straight and narrow. Spoilers, Big Mom eats the cake and it's good. They're like, ha ha, the poison didn't work. Like, that's their only way to view the situation. Which I find funny. Vito and Gotti are sent to go look for a ship to steal. They end up finding a tart ship. So we go back to the Sunny, which is making its escape. They're being backed up by the Germa fleet. Um, here's a scene I really like. They're, like, passing ships in the night with, like, the main Germa ship. So Judge is looking down at the straw hats that are together and he's like straw hat what makes sanji so special to you he's sympathetic he only cares about food and he lists he his body isn't a metal shield and lists off all of his complaints and then uh like there's a silence and luffy's like okay thanks for the help bye (laughs) and they leave (laughs) i i immediately knew that this was the way Luffy read the situation. But I love that he does directly say, like, hey, why was your dad listing off all your best qualities, Sanji? <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Like, your dad's just talking about how cool you are. <laughs> like, that seems really weird. Yeah, a very, a very great way for that to go. Like, I don't I don't know entirely what Judge's deal is of just being like, what do you see in him? And then here's all my problems. And Luffy's like, well, that is what I see in him. But like Luffy doesn't even understand the conversation enough. <laughs> As that happens, uh, they, they sort of keep passing by, and there's some more tart ships blocking them in. This is the smoothie and Daifuku section of people that was behind them. And they have to fight off a big genie. Sanji fights off a big genie. Um, what's going to happen? Y'all remember Wadatsumi? The big baby? <laughs> man the big baby fish man you know what unfortunately i do and i was like huh there's one guy i thought i'd never see again this fucker (laughs) i think he might have been in some of the sun pirate scenes underwater like in the background i don't i can't be 100 percent sure if or maybe it's just in the one in this scene but he rises up and blocks all these attacks or whatever and jinbei is like hold on and just like jumps in the water which Jinbei's a fish man. I gotta get used to this. But every time someone just jumps off the sunny, like, and it's always him, but whenever he jumps off the sunny and just goes underwater, I'm like, that doesn't happen usually. Normally falling in the water's bad. <laughs> but anyways, he goes down and sees all the sun pirates and they're like, yeah, we're sending you off, boss. We're, you're definitely gonna go with the straw hats at the end of this arc. We swear. It's not exactly what happens. 
875. Big Mama's finally going to eat that cake. Beje runs away with Chiffon. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, I, I, I didn't think you had any doubt about Beje doing the thing, but... No. Not, I'm not even sure if that's what One Piece is... Tr- if that's what the show is even trying to play with in the audience at this point, but we get all these flashbacks from Chiffon. She's thinking back to how hard Sanji worked to bake this cake, and he's like, I just... Every every step of this, I'm thinking about that reaction of how excited they're going to be to eat this. And they're like, yeah, but she's trying to kill you. And he's like, yeah, but still, <laughs> you know, like that's I don't care. This cooking is what I care about. And that, of course, makes putting swoon in the flashbacks. And Big Mom does, in fact, get that reaction. She screams out in shock about how good it is. Her crew starts to panic. Oh, no, it's poison. Oh, God, she's dying. The cake is more of a religious experience for her. <laughs> yeah. She has the mo- like most extreme reaction out of everyone to the... Uh, I guess because she gets to eat the whole thing. Everyone else j- had just the frosting. So I imagine when you have all of it together, it's even like an even more intense experience. Yeah, Big Mom once went viral on Twitter for tweeting, Man, food just hits different when you're hungry. <laughs> yeah! And after this, after this religious experience she had. Uh, but it's over. I mean, the hunger pains rampage is over. Pudding is getting all the credit, and there's a big music number, of course, that she breaks out into after this, or or (laughs) during this, I guess, as she's levitating up to the light from heaven. And yeah, so Pudding's getting all the credit. I I even think there's one line where it's like, Pudding used chiffon, was able to to get it out of chiffon to make this, this great cake. While this is going on and everyone's singing and celebrating, we pan to Pudding, who is still crying in that alley. And she's like, but 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 she knows that Sanji did it. Actually, it wasn't wasn't really her. And we'll get back to that in a little bit with pudding. But go back to the Sun Pirates. They're like, but get back on the boat, Jinbei. You gotta drive that boat, and we're gonna make a path for you. And they do a path that does in fact form on the sea. I'm not exactly sure what they're doing there to do that, but they do. Um, we cut back to the shore where Jerma is still fighting, and we see that the Osumatsu twins. Or, uh, I didn't, you know, you see these guys, and they're just, like, a bunch of guys with magic suits. Sure, yeah. So, yeah. they're all related. It's a big crew. Group them together like this. Once they merged with all the sisters that looked the same, <laughs> I was like, is this, are they putties? <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. It's very funny that it double dips, then they turn into a giant merged putty that you would see at the end of an episode of, of yeah. Power Rangers <laughs> for a Jerma to fight. Not very extended either. It's kind of just like in the background of fights that it's never really addressed with like dialogue or, or, or given a moment. And Oven is going after Luffy as well. After the eye catch, we see the... Well, we see Judge, not the Judge. <laughs> Sorry, Robert Downey Jr. We see Judge defending his castle. Boys are fighting the putty monster. Oven's boiling the sea. Big Mom is singing more about her cake. I love this sequence. This is the rest of the episode is this big musical number. She is singing and so are the homies off screen singing. And the way it's cut together, you kind of don't know what if she is there or not. But like suddenly the Straw Hats are like stopped by her main ship. I don't know its name, but you know, the one, the big one that sings. Yeah, it's a, it's a big it, it also sings <laughs> and it just suddenly shows up and fucks them up in like. It's like mainly the musical number of like all of the Big Mom Pirates being like victorious. Basically, everyone's happy that she's recovered. 
they're doing all this damage that big ship shows up every now and then you cut to like Jinbei trying to dodge or like them not being able to escape from cannon fire Jerma seems to be getting gunned down there's a bit where Breely's like I have military great arms that will shed through their skin which is crazy they use that and then fucking tear them down something I was thinking about with the, this last like few episodes um, I, part of this is be, my brain's dumb because I was watching him like at school on my laptop or at work. The aspect ratio by computer makes it so when I watch One Piece, it's letterboxed. So I get the black bars at the top and the bottom. So I automatic my brain just automatically goes to it looks more cinematic. But cinema this this stuff in these episodes eight seventy eight not really, but like eight seventy five through eight seventy seven hat has a lot more of like a cinematic feel to it and is a lot mm-hmm. less like. Especially with this musical number stuff where, like, I was a little They're bit good. lost for a bit because it, was, it wasn't it was paced like you're watching a sh- episode of a show and it's pl- paced like you're watching a musical. <laughs> like I know, like, that's the, when it, it's cutting between these things, it's like, I'm genuinely like, did Big Mom suddenly get there? And it's like, it's just the way it's sort of cut together. Yeah, it's not exactly, like, it's not that it's inaccessible, but it's just, it's it's a very sudden turn that is very, is, Really well done. By this point, when I was watching this the first time, I was catching up. I'm still catching up. But by now, I had seen some really sick fights from Wano. So, like, I was like, okay, I can kind of see things, like, slowly stepping up here and there. There's some fights. I don't remember. It's in my notes, so I'll get to But there's, like, some really good-looking fight moments in this, too. Um, Just, like, animation and, like, the way the characters kind of blur into expressionistic shapes for a moment. As they fight each other, you know, Oven's face kind of disappears into just two big red balls when he's punching. These these episodes really do pack the punch. And we've talked about how good the musical numbers were before in this arc. But I think this is probably my favorite one and the, the hardest hitting one. In part because it comes out of fucking nowhere. It's like suddenly the ship's there, Big Mom singing, all this stuff. It's, it's a very sudden tone shift. You know, it ends with the Sunnies being sank or whatever. And you're like, well... I know there's another 300 episodes, but still, it's a very fun sequence. How, how does this, I wonder how this reads in, like, manga form. Like, I'm very curious about that, too. I, I don't know. I haven't ever checked, but it is, it, but with the number of musical number sequences, it does feel like Oda is probably thinking about the adaptation probably more than he usually does. Oh, I would imagine. I would guess. I would guess. I, I'm not a I'm not a manga reader. I'm an I'm an anime watcher when it comes to One Piece. But the song also touches on Mother Caramel and the kids that Big Mom definitely ate. I like this too because this definitely feels like a a really good cap on Big Mom as a character for this arc. It's not obviously not the last we're going to see of her by any means, but it's not like in the next arc she's not going to be the main big bad. We're not going to be focusing a ton on her or getting more flashback or flashback for. Her. But I really love that this musical number includes that sort of like cap on where she's at with that stuff it's also rare that we get an arc where the biggest bad involved isn't beaten at the end yeah like she's coming out of this like recovering from her last problem being the hunger pangs as the straw hats are trying to get away and it, it does lens for some more interesting sort of sequences and moments like this and yeah it does end with seemingly the sunny being sunken and burned the flag sinks into the water and I'm sure you were fooled. I'm sure it got you. <laughs> oh, of course. 876, it seems like. Big Mom won. And we finally, we, we go back to Fluffy Island where she's just blissed the fuck out after eating this cake. 
<laughs> the best, the happiest she's maybe ever been. Probably. She 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 does the ratatouille thing where she eats the thing and was transported back in time. Yeah, she yeah it literally is that, isn't it? <laughs> you think Sanji had a little rat on his head? <laughs> what he if has found cooked out? for rats a couple of times, so I mean the joke's there. What if that's what we find out is that it's a rat the whole time, and it's actually the rat who's horned up for women, and so it's not Sanji at all? <laughs> yeah, Iceberg had a rat in his pocket too. What if it was that rat? What if that was the same rat that Sanji fet cooked for those Holy years shit. ago? Tyrannosaurus. That's what he called his, his little mouse in his pocket, right? Yeah, I think so. Man, it's so funny <laughs> that you know that. <laughs> Like, I probably could have pulled it out, too. The fact that I remembered he had one is there, but, like, what a detail. <laughs> it's it's one of those, it's just the classic, like, gag that you get that's, like, his name is Little John. And, and it's, like, a 6'4 dude who's, like, just yeah. pure muscle. Or it's little, or, like, big this, and he's, like, a small guy. Like, <laughs> I want, There's probably a fan art of Chopper on his head doing it too <laughs> can chopper make someone doctor if they pull if he pulls it there yeah we go back to cacao island where all this is happening guess what the burning ship was not the thousand sunny <laughs> the straw hats are fine it is kind of crazy what is what it is they we get a flashback where they're like quick let's swap out the thousand sunny with the sun pirate ship and there's like a brief moment where it's like this was fisher tigers and they're like yeah, fine, it's fine, it's fine, do it. <laughs> and I'm like, that seems like a bigger deal of a sacrifice than they're kind of just glossing over it in a, in a post-action flashback. But uh, the Sunny is actually inside of Watatsumi's mouth. And thank God they don't show us that. I, I, I wasn't thinking about it at the time, but now I am. Man, Luffy gets vored, like, multiple times in this series. It's, uh... Yeah. <laughs> you know? Running thread. <laughs> Very strange. Oda, are you good? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then that one filler arc, Luffy Vord someone. <laughs> also true. <laughs> Turned into a homestuck. <laughs> it's really funny looking back. One day we're going to look back on Luffy becoming a giant with a, with a different set of glasses. And it's going to be like, man, he had homestuck horns. <laughs> I can believe it. Another thing we're going to look back at after Wano is everyone wearing horns like homestuck. You think Oda knows what Homestuck is? <laughs> I hope not. Oh, he seems like a man that, like, he's One Piece is too big for him to go to a convention. Or, like, a big event. <laughs> he, he, but I feel like he's got to be adjacent to some of that stuff. I also have no idea if, if it has any relevance in, in Japan. I don't think so. <laughs> From what I understand, the, like, Western media that, like flourishes in japan more so than anything it's like horror media like dead space is like one of the best-selling western games over there and skyrim but like that's just because it's skyrim but like well, it's on every it's on every console yeah i have to wonder who is it that wanted to make a dead oh john carpenter wanted to make a dead space movie i was just i was just thinking about that it's the, the thing in space the thing too is i'm like i feel like a video game property would be a good thing because it'd be something you'd probably really care about yeah because you let him make the Destiny movie. I know he like. I know he loves to play <laughs> Destiny. So like, let him make that movie. <laughs> yeah, he's just a gamer. It'd be very funny if he makes one more movie and it's like a football movie because he's just like, yeah, I just play Madden all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're in Watsumi's mouth. Let's not think about it because I can't imagine they make toothbrushes that big. <laughs> Maybe he finds a big like sea plant that works. I don't know. But oven shoots some heat beams 
and it just kind of kills Watatsumi, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. It doesn't look like he survived. A lot of people don't do well with heat coming through their chest, verifiably in, in, on this show. So I don't know if he's if he's making it. I don't know. He's on fire at one point. I don't know. Uh, Jinbei sticks around, so maybe he's fine. But it's it's rough. The he kind of gets hit and it launches the sunny ahead because it was in his hands, and he like blocks all this cannon fire and he apologizes for being a bad boy in <laughs> Fishman Island. Like they gave me a second chance, and I thank mm-hmm. them so much for that. Boss Jinbei and the Sun Pirates. So. Something with that. It, it does, ultimately doesn't matter, but he also ate the steroids. How come he isn't, like, older? Did he? <laughs> yeah. I thought he had some of the steroids. Oh, yeah. Maybe like, maybe it's just because he only had, like, one. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Because I don't think he had any until that big final fight. But, yeah, I don't know. What if he just turned into, like, the same, but, like, sl- wrinkles? Like, slightly older? I don't know. <laughs> His whole deal is being a big baby. The Sun Pirates are, like, ready to lay down their lives at this point to make sure that Jinbei gets to get away, have this sort of second stage of his career that he wants to have. He's kind of done leading the Sun Pirates, and they're like, okay, great. We will do everything in our power (laughs) to make sure that you get to be a part of Luffy's crew. And we see, like, Aladdin. Oh, it's Aladdin who's fighting Oven. I was talking before about uh, some fights that looked really great, and it's the stuff with Aladdin and Oven. Of all the people... They get really nice sequences here. Jinbei's talking about how the ship is like holding some water, so it's gonna kind of going slower. And he's like, "I can't leave the Sun Pirates to die." And Luffy's like, "Okay, we can stay behind and fight." And Jinbei's like, "No, I, I, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay, and I'll catch up to you in Wano." At this point, it's like, oh, is he ever gonna join this fucking crew?" They, it, <laughs> yeah, Jin- that's what bothered me. I was like, "Okay, he just joined. He couldn't join before, but now he did this time." But wait, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he th- to bring him back in in whole cake and have him wrap up the big mom stuff and still stay behind a little bit longer. <laughs> I remember this annoying me at the time, but I I, I don't know, I have a specific read on like a weird subcurrent of of Wano that we'll talk about for the next year because <laughs> Wano is never gonna. I mean, Wano hasn't in, in the manga, but I mean, I don't I don't wonder if it's technically the longest arc. It's gotta it's gotta be. I'm not gonna look at the math right now, but. But anyways, yeah, so at this point, Luffy's like, look, I am your captain. You have to get back to me alive. That is an order. <laughs> and Jinbei's like, of course, I, I will do that. And I like Jinbei's take on this, too. It's, it's, I think it's in this, yeah, it's, he jumps in the water and goes to fight with them. And he's like, I'm going to make sure that you all get out of this alive so you can send me off. I don't want, I don't, I don't want to be sent off uh, at, at the cost of all of you not living. Beje, we see Beje escaping on a tart. Great for him. Big Mom is rushing over to Cacao Island. Yeah, I just wrote that. Yeah, the Aladdin's clash with Oven looks fucking sick. The Sun Pirates then make a big whirlpool to trap people in this spot. And then there's also like a current being made from it that makes the Thousand Sunny speed up and get away. Great. Yeah, good for them. And elsewhere before this episode ends, we look up in the sky to see Morgans, our bird reporter, laughing at how what everything's going on and stussy is with him and uh stussy's like why are you rooting for luffy aren't you impartial yeah <laughs> fair and balanced right that's what the world the world whatever calls themselves the economic journal yeah, yeah. morgan's is like yeah I'm, 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 but like luffy's a candidate and they're like what the fuck does that mean and it's like it's like well you know they're they've been saying that of the worst generation and he names off all of them and i don't know what at some point blackbeard entered the list don't like that. 
I think of the worst generation as a list of guys who were at Sabaody at the right time. <laughs> Blackbird's the only one that wasn't there at that time, but is still kind of up and coming at that moment. So he gets looped in. Morgan's like, of this list, there will be a new King of the Pirates. Like that's like a treated as a certainty at this point. Which is funny because also the worst generation includes Killer and Zoro. <laughs> yeah. Be pretty funny if Zoro was King of the Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Zoro's just like, how much beer can I buy with this? The one, well, yeah, the one piece just is alcohol. Um, but that's the end of that episode. That's the big cliffhanger is that someone's going to be King of the Pirates. Uh, shocker. But going to 877, which has no recap. Wild. <laughs> just goes straight into it. And I guess it has a lot to do, though. So Sanji learns about Pedro. It's like, damn, I guess he's dead. That explains why I haven't seen him. And Carrot comes to comfort him, but, but then she just ends up crying. And he ends up comforting her back. They sort of get some flashbacks too of like Sanji arriving on Zoe and saving all of them. So like, yeah, they like kind of forgot a little bit that they were probably closer than the rest of the Straw Hats because a lot of time spent not necessarily off screen, but a little more condensed because we saw it in flashback. Uh, and then we get yet another musical number start up. This one's somber. Well, eventually you'll see the homies singing it, but. It uh, starts with Chopper treating Luffy, and they start going into an area where cotton candy is snowing. Did we see this before when they came in? I don't remember. It seems familiar. Yeah! It's been so long. For a second, I was, try- I was like, my brain was getting confused with film gold, where they're just, they get covered in gold when they enter. Also true, yeah. <laughs> but I remember it with cotton candy, because, of course, Chopper loves cotton candy. It's true. Yeah, so that's, they're close to escaping. We see the homies sing. Ba- basically, this feels like a credit sequence for the arc. There's, like, some more dramatized scenes of, like, judge and, like, non-literal imagery of, like, the... the uh, what's that called? The bride wears over her head. A veil? Veil. Um, what is that thing that that one band pierces? <laughs> uh, oh, no. But there's like there's, like, one of those, like in a battlefield flapping in the wind and all this other stuff as the sort of sing about the arc. We see Pudding crying over some memory film. And after all of this, those are some Jinbei fighting in the mix too. Um, but it like winds down on Pudding crying. In the end, we get her sort of flashing back to, and we see it in like in the film, like as a frame. And it's like played as a silent film. There's no dialogue or anything. And there's like intertitles of, of her it's, asking. It's... <laughs> It feels like way more arty than uh, I expect One Piece to get. It's really good. Yeah, I like it a lot. Her asking for a favor, she gets up and kisses him and then pulls uh, the memories out of out of his head. And I don't... Do they explicitly I, I think say it's, what? I think it's just the kiss that she's pulling out of his head. And that's what I thought I think as it's well. just that moment. And that is... I'm not... I'm... I have a stone cold heart. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I, I, I just like I'm not usually moved by romance like that much in things, mm-hmm. which explains why I have problems in dating. Uh, <laughs> but like I, this having a, having her do that is like way more like heartbreaking and sad than getting rid of it their is. entire time together. Because like it's not that she's like erasing his memory of the arc. It's just she doesn't want him to know that she genuinely feels this way at this point. Yeah. And it, and we still don't like 
see the kiss either like it's heavily implied and it makes me think of clonad spoilers for a 15 year old show sorry one of the things that i think makes that show work so well is that they never uh show tomoya and nagisa like being physically intimate and except maybe like a hug or like kind of holding each other they don't you don't like never see them kiss throughout that entire show and instead of like they just show how they feel about each other through other things and it's like it's something that i never see mentioned with it that i think like accentuates it really well that's kind of what it is here it's like it's implied and like she's taking out this like specific thing that like solidifying her feelings for him and it's not like he would be like, I can't, it, the, the worst that would probably happen if she didn't do is like, hey, sorry, I got like, I got shit I gotta do. <laughs> like, I'm not going to abandon Luffy. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's tragic. And I feel bad. I feel worse for her, really, because yeah, Sanji, no matter what, would still continue with his journey. Yeah, of course. And I don't think putting can run away and become a straw hat out of nowhere. Um, there certainly are a subsection of people who hope they end up together, though, because I think it is a emotionally affecting arc but i don't know that's the thing is that the thing is that sanji goes away just thinking it was all just the act still that's the the, the, the tragic thing of it versus like they're like man i really hope in the end she gives him that memory back yeah it'd be nice i don't know i don't know if that's a thing that you're rooting for if if sanji needs to become a become a wife guy (laughs) if he became a wife guy if if that was just like we're together now come back for me then what is Sanji's deal for the rest of the show? <laughs> like it, it'd be a little tough for him to be horny for all the women. I he, I think engaged. It's, like, it, it's something that I think you would have to do at like the the wrap up, like the the post credits wrap up of One Piece, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> where the gag is like he he's getting like a legitimate wedding, and like the gag like uh the gag is that. He is no longer horny for <laughs> for anyone else. So, like at, at the like wedding reception, N- Nami is she's wearing a nice uh, dress to go to wedding, but of course it's very revealing. And there'd be like chatter among like Zoro and like m- maybe like Robertson was like, "Is Sanji gonna behave himself?" And then she walks up to like congratulate. She-, she walks up to congratulate Sanji, and she's like hugging him and like squeezing him and being like overly physical. And he's just normal. Like he just. He's like, thanks, Nami. Like, he's not, like, gross crowd, about the it. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, what? Yeah, I, I think that's the kind of payoff you go with it, but you can't have him just, like, right now be like, I'll come back for you. Like, it <laughs> doesn't yeah, work no. like that. Especially considering, I mean, how much is left. Yeah. Certainly a, a, a tragic way to, to cap off her character. I, I also find all of the pudding stuff very effective. Yeah. But, yeah, that's sort of the end of the, the musical number here, and more or less the, not exactly the note that, the arc ends on we get a little bit more after the eye catch of Jinbei fighting jeremiah starting to withdraw a little bit from the island they're all kind of grouping up on the on the boat and they're gonna have to fight on the boat a little bit longer but we go into the mirror world where Bruley is going back to katakuri to help nurse him up and he's laying on his back if you remember there's a big deal from last time she was like you first fell down on your stomach why'd you get back up fall back in your back and he's like i don't know <laughs> He's like, I have to admit something. I, I know everyone makes a big deal about me never laying down on my back, but I do all the time. And she's like, oh, I know. I'm in the mirrors. <laughs> yeah. All over. No one has any privacy for me. Don't know. I'm like Santa Claus. Don't overthink it. <laughs> He's like embarrassed. It's it's a very, very cute exchange from them. I love how much character 
these villains essentially get to just be nice and normal when they're on yeah. their own. They just happen to work for pirates that do shitty stuff, I guess. I don't know. Does Big Mom really do anything that bad? <laughs> like, <laughs> she does. I know she does, but it just, like, I'm like, I don't know. It's not really going out and conquesting the same way. Yeah, it, it's. <laughs> If she's not a uh, war criming like Del Flamingo, like, as nearly as bad. So like, yeah, I know. It's like it's more so that she is bad to even her family and like collects types of things that live and breathe. Yeah, but I don't. I don't a, are they guilty for the sins of the mother? Yeah, I just like the. I like this exchange, and we get some flashbacks of him like being. Uh, uh, he didn't really care about what he looked like. He was eating his donuts as a kid, and Brulee gets bullied or something and like that's where she gets her scar is some fight yeah because uh he told some people to fuck off and they're like okay we'll fucking beat the shit out of your little sister and then he goes and fucks them up for it i i think there's a lot of bad people in the in the world of one piece yeah i don't know where that's just some sort of generic i like island i guess where there <laughs> it kind of reminds me of where the doflamingo pirates grew up but or where Law, I guess, was when they were stationed. I don't know where this would have been, but it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, Katakuri's like, I'm going to get on a scarf, hide my face, and just like really become a badass and never let my guard down again. And that's, since a very young age, built his whole persona around taking care of his siblings, which is great. It, it kind of speaks a lot to the fact that their parent isn't doing it for them. Yeah, yeah. Cause I ha- that happens all the time where kids have to be thrust into very specific adulthood early because it's just demanded of their environment to take care of a sibling or something. And back in the present, Burley's like, yeah, Luffy has gotten away. And Katakuri, like, seems to laugh a little bit about it. Like, I like that Katakuri is like, good, I'm going to get to fight him again, probably. I I, I like their exchange with that because she's like, you know the answer and I know you're going to have, you're going to think that the answer is good. And then... Like when she says he got away, he's like, "Can you can you also see into the future?" Knowing like there, we can tell th- just through this moment that they're slightly closer as siblings than like he was with Flampy and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it's fun that <laughs> they get to have this like vulnerable moment. <laughs> yeah, no one's because no one's around. Yeah, no one's looking to the mirrors because she's here. And this doesn't feel like a bullshit Disney. Uh, actually, the bad guy is a troubled good guy or something. It's like, well, yeah, no, they're just kind of like people here, like <laughs> yeah, or any like modern. It's about trauma shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, they're just kind of nice and normal and get a human moment, which yeah. not a lot of. I mean, One Piece is decently good about exploring its villains some of them aren't aren't necessary some of them are but i I just like that this is sort of a normal moment especially in this arc which i think really delivers on exploring like so many different types of family structure this one's biological and it's kind of bad in a lot of ways found family mob family but also kind of a mix of found and biological it really it really hits all the points on it And and i think this moment is a a really great cap on it where it's like, yeah, their family sucks and they're almost always on defensive, but every now and then they don't have to be. Yeah. So that's that's their little capstone there. And we see Jerma and the Sun Pirates sort of in the same spot while uh, Big Mom is rushing here. So they're going to have to prepare themselves to deal with her a little bit more. Uh, but we're not going to watch it because the Sunny has <laughs> escaped. And we see that Sanji's like, hey, is anybody hungry? And everyone, like, jumps on him. And they're like, what happened while I was gone? 
Uh, he goes to cook a dish, and we we cut to the Barati where Zeph is making the exact same dish, and they both uh, are like, well, if there's someone hungry, then I'll feed him. And they slam the dish down. And that's, you know what? Sanji's still... That's who Sanji's real dad is. That's the person who really brought him up to be the way he is. Wonderful, wonderful episode that really caps a lot of stuff for the arc off. I can't think of one that, like, I'm sure there are plenty of great examples, but, like, what a great example of an episode really just crossing everything off the list and being like, the arc definitively ends here. <laughs> here are so many emotional end points before we do something next. Uh, and that's the end of the whole cake arc, but we're going to talk about one more episode before we wrap up. That does it. Starts to set up the, uh, hold on, let me check my notes here. The levely arc? What's that? <sighs> I wonder. What's the levely arc? It's a levely. Like a level? Like a new level in a video game? <laughs> yeah. Gaming, the gaming podcast <laughs> next week. Getting ahead of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. The reverie arc. I don't know if you saw the name floating around because you seemed to kind of know it was coming a little bit. Or maybe you just figured it was around the corner. Yeah, well, right right before this whole cake stuff, we we saw everyone like arriving for it too. So it was like they got to have that payoff sometime, right? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't think they were arriving because they're about to see King Neptune before he leaves. But we, I don't we know. Were, I'm trying to we were seeing some people arrive somewhere. Mm. I remember. Because because there was the wonder. there was I remember those the implication that the uh fucked up bastard uh adopted brother of Sabo was there. Oh yeah, there were two episodes titled to the Reverie." Um, yeah, which, that's the one. I'm yeah, thinking of. did give uh, some. I I don't know if it was flashback or just sort of prep. Like, I don't know emotional preparation for Evie Shirohoshi Rebecca, the Sakura Kingdom, which I believe is Dalton and Kuriha, and then Kaido falls out of the sky. Yeah, I guess it's important to remember that whole kick happens in, like, two days, <laughs> I guess. And then there's threes, the Marine rookie arc. We skipped that for others. But anyways, yes, now the reverie for real. Uh, 878, last episode we're talking about this time. Next time, we have, we, all, we have two episodes. We've split the reverie up into two episodes, because I don't know how dense that conversation's going to be, but it's, a, it's too much to fit into one episode, so <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do it that way. I think this is September, so it's one September and then our first October episode. And then we're in Wano, baby! <laughs> for who knows how long. Hell yeah. Yeah, so that'll be October and Wano. But for now, this last episode here, again, really just fucking burst the bubble on the title. Kind of makes the kind of makes it a less exciting cliffhanger moment when the title's like, Luffy's the fifth emperor! <laughs> yeah! What's what that fucking mean? Fuck? Overnight. <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier. The whole name Yonko includes the number four. Oh, yeah, I guess that's right. So it is very funny that they... I'm like, I, I guess I'm not paying enough attention to the Japanese to know if they have a different title for it now. It's like the fifth of the four emperors is kind of a funny concept to me. Well, that's like, um, what is it? The uh, Hitchhiker's Guidebooks? There's like four books in the trilogy or something like that mm. or maybe it's like five books in the tetralogy something like that i remember it's one over what what they say it is <laughs> but yeah so that kind of burst the bubble right at the top of the episode yeah i see when 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 they said that i was like huh that's an interesting name for the episode i wonder what is going on <laughs> yeah i mean they do they do get to it i guess we could just go ahead now like yeah because they just half the episode is just uh soy jacking at the screen i didn't take a picture this time 
Uh, <laughs> um, I guess it, it's the kind of thing where you're like, well, sure, Luffy's going to eventually get to that thing. It is very interesting that they, and I, I, this also kind of gets into my very long thread I'll have about my takes on Wano. But, like, it's interesting that, like, he doesn't become one of the four emperors. He's, like, this weird honorary fifth one. He hasn't beaten any of them yet <laughs> yeah. or taken their spot. He's just weirdly treated on their level here. Because I, I, because of how much he disrupted B- Big Mom, they're like, fuck, he's one of them. Yeah, no, The so the way it comes out, especially with the tomate box bomb, it's, re- it's, it's reported in there in the, in the paper that, like, he staged this whole thing to disrupt Big Mom's wedding and, like, planned to assassinate her. And she's not dead, but it's still a victory for him. So his bounty, we don't actually know his bounty in, the, in this episode. He seems kind of upset about it. So maybe it didn't shoot up. <laughs> but they, they are, they're calling him the fifth, the fifth emperor here. And, yeah, a lot of the episode is people reacting to the news and then recap of Romance yeah, Dodd. But. The, the thing that was weird, because uh, we just uh, we watched an episode of East Blue. Uh, go to Patreon $1 for that. Yes, yeah, so we just recently watched basically this. There were some slight differences that I think are really funny seeing them back-to-back. In the episode yes. of East Blue, they did not realize Luffy ate the fruit until they grabbed his arm and he started stretching. In this, they caught him eating the fruit. It's very funny that there's I, I have those to are imagine, two very different ways to do it, which is very funny to me. I have to imagine catching him eating the fruit is the one that's accurate to the manga. If I remember right, yeah, it is. Because and then this too also has like Shanks is like holding him by his ankles and then he like stretches. I wonder if that's accurate too, or if like do they say that's the gum gum fruit and then he's like, oh, so then you can stretch or like what or if like because I love I love the physical comedy of him stretching. As he's just, like, holding his hand, which is what the TV special that we watched did. Yeah. I forgot that this recap here was here. So it is very funny that we just, a week ago, did commentary over, uh, (laughs) like, multiple East Blue recaps. But then this one's just here again. And there there is something that uh, I need, I will say about the recap stuff, too, is, like, the final time they show this moment between Shanks and Luffy with Shanks losing his arm. I think it's going to be devastating. <laughs> How many more times are we going to see it? Is a good. I, I is, is, is interesting. I, I, I like. I don't know what will happen. I, I can imagine if they, if they want to show it again for like an emotional impact, it'll be at some point where Shanks is like basically sacrificing himself for Luffy at towards the end of whatever major I don't know. conflict yeah, at like the end. Shanks or, or Shanks getting the hat back or Luffy giving it to somebody else or like <laughs> yeah. some other thing. That's, so shit that, like, that's what I'm so that's why I'm so like, oh man, is the movie showing them interacting gonna like spoil some of that to me? Like that's what I think is so and I haven't seen it yet, so maybe maybe it kinda works for me as dumb fan service. But like that's what I think Stampede fucking bumbles its way around is it has all these big characters interact and nobody cares about that like there's no weight of them being like oh it's this person who i haven't seen or this this is like they just they're just like we have to do this instead they have to fight a big guy instead it's it's just like they took a popularity poll and made the top seven results team up um that's probably not true because i have to imagine category ranks pretty high (laughs) at the time stampede came out but anyways, uh, I'm excited to see film, man. It's, I'm really sorry that you're. It's not Joy Safe. <laughs> I, I was I was more sad about it after I got done watching Dragon Ball, and yeah. I, I just spent the whole thing uh, like sewing out to it. And then the person said, I, "I went to see it with me. She she thought it was very funny to see me do that, and very enjoyable to see <laughs> me do that to a movie." So, well, I don't know. I, mean, I don't. I don't think it's physically possible for you to catch up in time. <laughs> 
That's fine. Especially, it's so weird too that it that the movie is showing stuff that has not been animated yet. Yeah, it's, that's like, it's a... recent in the manga. <laughs> that's fucking. Uh, there's a, yesterday uh, a girl in my class was wearing a One Piece shirt, and I was talking to her about it, and she's only through like Albasta. But she knows all the spoilers because that's what she does for things she likes. So she's like, I know all the stuff that's going on. I was like, yeah, I, w- I want to watch the movie, but there's some stuff in it that I can't see. And she's like, oh, so they're putting that in the movie. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they just know what it is. They just said that. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, no, I mean, didn't I? it's right on the line where I didn't know if they would do the thing that they did. From the premiere, there was clips on Twitter, which is insane. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so the title burst the bubble, and then we have a bunch of recap of Romance Dawn, and it ends with, it's, it's Makino, the bar owner, who is reminiscing, and she turns around, and she had a kid! Oh, maybe that's who gets the straw hat! <laughs> Whoop slap! My favorite character name. <laughs> Brings the newspaper, and is like, Luffy's the fifth emperor! And they're just, we just see a bunch of people... Uh, reacting to this throughout the episode. Here's something important, though. On the Sunny, Luffy finds something in his pocket. It's the <laughs> Derma can with a three on it. <laughs> yeah, for Sanji. Sanji's going to be a Power Ranger, maybe. I know, he really doesn't want to use it. He, re- he does not want to become stronger because of the Derma science. Maybe he'll never use it. You put a, you put a can that has a three on it, it's got to pay off and have three. <laughs> che- che- Chekhov's uh, toku, toku transformation item. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the, the joke that I've seen around where it's like just a guy going around Chekhov's house and it's like, oh, what's this one going to wind up being? <laughs> That's really <laughs> good. Every random item. Uh, but yeah, so Chopper and Luffy both love it. We see them <laughs> fantasizing about <laughs> them so wearing funny. it. They're like just, we can shoot beams. They're just like in. They're they're having the like child in in a in a toy store tantrum. Just like I need it. Yeah, but they can't. They try to use it. It doesn't work for them. And then they beg Sanji to do it, and he's like, "No, fuck off. Leave me alone. I'm not gonna. I I I'm I'm not, I'm, I'm against this science." And Nami's like, "You're against science," and he's like, "Uh, but no." <laughs> yeah, that's so fucking. And when she started to talk about the science in her staff, I was like, "Science means nothing in this world." <laughs> I mean, I guess weather is science, but it's, it's very funny. I mean, Caesar should have been here to be like, "Well, actually, science." Is... Yeah, no. Also, she's like, "Yeah." Also, by the way, I still have Zeus, and <laughs> he's floating around. And Sanji's like, "I'm the bigger servant for Nami, so you watch your fucking back." Yeah, uh, I, I I need to go back and get a screenshot of it, but I like him just like posed up as like, don't say Germa or Vince Smoke around me, okay? And mm-hmm. then he says something that's like, just the subtitles were just, I'm not Germa. <laughs> yeah. And I know nothing about the streamer. Every time I hear stuff about him, I'm like, that sounds fake. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Every, I mean, everything he does just kind of seems fake, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, but that's it's almost it's almost just as fun. I have to assume uh, I've never watched his stuff, but it's equally fun from my perspective to not watch it and just hear about it. Yes, that's how I feel about Riverdale. Is I just hear about mm-hmm. things and I go that this is like collective they storytelling. A, this is like they when did a Wandavision. On, oh, they they had a character turn into the Scarlet Witch. Everyone <laughs> like gave her their psychic energy. 
<laughs> Jesus. I don't I watch do- the show. I just saw that clip and I was like, this show looks awful. I, every time I hear about Riverdale, I'm like, this is like when people on Tumblr would make Homestuck the Super anime screenshots. And then, and then people would be like, where could I watch this? And then they just like play along with these poor people who were convinced Ugh. that it was real. <laughs> I mean, the only reason I learned about Homestuck was fan stuff. So I, I, I do kind of get it too. It's like seeing people create very intricate things in tribute to a comic that is not as involved, which is a very funny blip of fandom, I suppose. You don't really see that for other things. So we do all the can stuff. It's only going to work for Sanji if he ever uses it. And you see Carrot gets the newspaper and they're reading up on it. So no news about Jinbei getting away safe. But we've read all the stuff about Luffy being the mastermind behind this plan uh, which isn't true. Um, there's a note about G- Vegapunk and a picture of Caesar Clown in here, but they don't mention it. There's also a picture of Jewelry Bonnie and a picture of those yes. fucked up big kids. Yeah, lots of stuff that isn't... I, I don't know if that's just, you know, Easter egg, putting images there for images' sake, or if that's like... I'm curious if that's actually there in the manga. But we see it every time someone's reading a newspaper in this episode, so it's consistent at least. Uh, Sanji's bounty went up. 330 million, and it says that are alive again. And it's bigger than Zoro's by just 10 million, I think. Uh, but he's like, wait, it says my last name. It's only up because of that. <laughs> this reminded me of a uh, sorry spoilers for the after credit sequence of Dragon Ball Super Superhero, everybody. Whoa. So like partway through the movie, they take a break to just show us Vegeta and Goku fighting because it's a Dragon Ball movie and you're not going to show your moneymakers. Uh <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they, they do like a sparring match because they want to show Broly like how to fight without destroying a planet. Uh, <laughs> and you don't come back like they're fighting and then it doesn't come back to it till after the credits. And the credits is like Goku and Vegeta like exhausted, just like barely able to even swing their arms at each other. And Vegeta like throws the most like slow punch that barely connects with Goku. And they're both just kind of standing there. And Goku falls over, and Vegeta's like, yes, I finally beat Goku, and falls <laughs> over. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's ba- I mean, it might as well be the post-credits of One Piece, as that was Zoro and <laughs> Sanji. Yeah. I, I mean, at this point, I don't know, I'm like, Zoro's kind of ridiculously strong. Like, <laughs> like as much as, like, they have the rivalry, and they talk about the monster trio, which may not even be technically true anymore with Jinbei in the mix. There is just like for a long time now, Sanji was not in the worst generation. It was Luffy and Zoro specifically were like the two guys. Um, no, I mean some disrespect to Sanji, but sorry, sorry, buddy, you're you, you know, you're trailing. Yeah, so he Sanji's sad that the name rep- uh his family's bad rep is probably bumping up the bounty here with his last name. Luffy's sad about his bounty, but we don't see what it is. That's weird. I guess it. I guess it went down. Even though he's an emperor, that I don't know. Who who knows what that's about? I guess we'll figure out next time. Uh, we cut to Fishman Island though, where King Neptune is discussing this news about Luffy as he's getting ready to go up to the Reverie with Shirahoshi. This is real. This is them getting on the boat. This is not yeah. just them thinking about it. And Shirahoshi's excited. She's gonna go. She's never been up above the water before, but she wants to because of you know wanting to take a walk with Luffy or whatever their promise was. Uh, we see some other people read this news, though, including Crocodile. Always nice to see him. <laughs> see Dalton and Kuriha from Drum Island read the news. It's always weird to cut to Dalton and be like, I guess that guy's a king, you know? 
It's weird. To, <laughs> yeah, it is. But uh, we see uh, we also get in between mixes of Cavendish and Bart talking to reporters. <laughs> I, I like about some sources said that he has a giant fleet, and it's very obviously Cavendish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's also there's also one of Bart too. Uh, so it's the two of them. We see Vivi reading the news. Beje, who is probably upset a little bit about the mastermind yeah. claim. And yeah, it's declared that Luffy is, is out victorious. And that's where he's finally called the fifth emperor at the end of the story. And yeah, I didn't catch if they actually use a different word. I'm assuming they did because Yonko just means like four. But he is, he is the sort of uh, fifth one for here now. And that's weird. But uh, before the episode ends, we see Aka Inu mad about this. He's also like, why you can't call it the fifth Yonko? There's only four of them. <laughs> but that's okay, because Shanks is smiling. Somewhere on some island. The island fucking Sanji starved on, it looks like. Uh, but that's it. That's the end of this chunk. Next time we will see, uh, admittedly, some more people react to this, uh, but also more people going to the reverie and um, maybe just the reverie in general. It, it's time. Yeah. It's been set up, for, it's set up for a long time. So we're going to got two episodes, spread the stuff out really get into any theories you might have or questions and just kind of shake you up and make you think about how big the world is before we go into Wano. Go into Wano where just everyone is there. Every single person is there, it sounds like. Yeah, but maybe. <laughs> I mean, the rest of the Straw Hats are there waiting. But yeah, I think so. The way that it's split up, next time we'll do half the Reverie. After that, we'll finish it. And then I think up to the actual like arrival at Wano episode, I think, mm. is where it's cut. Um, I showed the schedule to somebody. I think I, I think these same numbers are the still the schedule that's on our Patreon. It's just the release dates are pushed back by a bunch. I've been meaning to update, post an updated one that goes through the end of the year. I just haven't gotten around to it. In part because I'm like watching episodes of Wano every now and then. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm like in tweaking my plans as I'm watching them because that's I'm schedule I'm trying to schedule stuff I haven't watched yet. Showing the episodes to to somebody for the next two episodes for no particular reason that doesn't matter don't think about it but uh they thought that they were separated really well so that was very validating for me but anyways yeah don't worry about it just uh tune in next time for some completely normal episode no one's gonna be here to talk about video games uh or rather before we leave i'll get your predictions i don't know if they'll be for wano or for reverie or both whatever you got cooking up in your and your noggin there but uh before we get to that i'm gonna need jory um to know where people could find you on the internet um, you can find me online at twitter.com, no, I'm Jory, where, uh, that's where all my tweets are, stuff I'm doing, uh, started school, so you'll probably see me complaining about school. There's a Jory in one of my classes, and, uh, I hate him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> got my letterboxed, which is no, I'm Jory, I'm, that's where I am basically everywhere where I'm fine with, uh, people who listen to my podcast following me. <laughs> <laughs> um, same with a backlog. I, I typed out a bunch of words about Persona 5 Royal while at work. Uh, the game's good. It just had a lot of thoughts for a game that people made it out to be the greatest JRPG of all time. Um, <laughs> does not hold up to the previous entry, uh, narrative-wise, I think. No, I liked it. I also... <laughs> at this point cannot imagine playing a longer version of it <laughs> uh it's the, that's the thing about i i didn't put in there but i'm uh, I, I put a quick mention of it that i'm a little annoyed about is the way people talk about the third semester in that game is the same way people talk about kanto and gen 2 technically it's yes there but it's it's not it's not nearly as big as your your brain wants you to think it's two it's a month it's like an additional month 
of Persona. It's not fucking a whole other like actual semester. Like, <laughs> is there another dungeon? Yeah, there's one more. I tried to play Royal and I gave up around the bank. I was just like, mm. I've played this too recently. <laughs> That's understandable. Since the episode it came out yesterday, since recording, I was on a podcast called The Hyperfixation, talking about Mortal Kombat. I I only got through half of the notes I made. Uh, <laughs> I typed up, I didn't even type up like extensive notes. I just typed up like stuff about the games, the new characters, the canonical events and that. And I was only able to get through half of it. But uh, if you want to hear me just, it's just me talking that entire fucking thing. I feel so bad for anyone that listens to it because they did not get any, they got very little input. It's just me going and going and going. <laughs> but yeah, you can find that that uh hyperfixation pod. What else? Uh, I don't think I have anything else at this moment. How about you? Uh, I never have anything. This is my only podcast now. Uh, but you, <laughs> I do have a Twitter uh, Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J O. It's also my letterbox where every now and then I'll type something up. We have a Twitter for this show though. You can also follow. Uh, we are watching OP, where you can see us tweet. Um, memes or maybe stuff from episodes we're watching for the show jokes questions stupid stuff that pops in our head we retweet art and jokes and stuff and memes and whatever i did have one thing where i asked uh last i guess when the last episode came out so i guess last week maybe um what would be a sequel show that's like better call Saul for one piece so i got some fun responses out of that yeah those, sharing those around um but yeah and, and you know if you're if you're wanting to you know, see that kind of stuff or chat with other people who listen to the show. We also have our Discord server. There should be a link in the show notes. It's also in our bio for our Twitter. Yeah. When I, uh, when I saw a superhero, we're having some Dragon Ball conversations in the server as well. Yeah, I saw that. I came in and I was like, wow, it's, it's usually that you come in and a bunch of shit happened. But <laughs> I came in and I was like, what is this? <laughs> uh, that's always it was nice. It's very fun. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's usually something going on there which helps too because a lot of the stuff in spoiler tags is whatever's happening in the the manga right now so you can always come chat there but oh i guess i should plug the patreon as well you can go to patreon.com slash we are watching op you'll get these episodes early as well as uh one monthly bonus episode um last month it was a commentary track over episode of east blue so talking a bit about those early episodes half discussing and doing bits on that and half talking about how good it is at actually recapping that and it's it kind of nails all the emotional beats but all those emotional beats are stronger if you've actually watched the episodes so it's kind of it, it really is just a, a an interesting sort of reminder recap thing which yeah every every so often they do and we'll watch every one they make uh to to give you something <laughs> bonus <laughs> um but yeah i'd have to double check what our plan is uh I, oh i believe sky we are island. doing episode of sky island finally i'm very excited about that uh so that, so we'll be doing sky island this month september on the patreon a commentary track there i believe that one's available to watch on crunchyroll in some places i think we're reaching the point where they're easier to find everything we do and then october we'll do the cider filler episode so that'll just be like a discussion episode where we talk about I think it's three filler episodes that sets up Stampede. And then November, we'll do our Stampede commentary. And I believe right now I have written down for December covering uh, yet another Romance Dawn special. We'll see if that's still there. If something else slots into that spot. That's just one episode of anime. But 
regardless, that's a bit of a ways away. For now, another thing you get for backing us on Patreon is that I'm going to thank you personally. Or at least this episode is me. Next time it'll be Joy. But this time I'm going to thank you live on the show, not edited in. Thank you to our patrons for the month of September. Adam B., Anton, Ashok, Becca, Ben, Benjamin, Brittany, Captain Moki, Clueless Wanderer, Connor, Damien, David, Deus Equus, Eric V., Fooney, Gage, Heidi, Jay Harkins, James, Jamie, Ziz, Joe, not me, Kat, Ken, Kyle, Luke, Maddie, Mallory, Mick Foley, 299, Morgan, my buddy, Nick, Paulina, Peter, Phoenix, Ryu, Rashawn, Rim, Riley, Rodsters, Ryan, Savannah, Snowy Scales, Stephen K, Stephen P, The Real Jory, Tony, Trey, Van, Vedeke, and Verdigree. Thank you. Thank you all so much. See? You can't prove that wasn't true. I just read all the names. Um, but yeah, I believe that said, I believe that's all the stuff we have to plug. Um, if I forgot anything, you're just going to have to plug it for us on, on Twitter. So now it's time. As we wrap it up, Jory, what's happening next? You got Reverie thoughts? You got Wano thoughts? Yeah. Where are you at? It's gonna, we're going we're gonna to spend some time at the Reverie. The world, all the world government people are coming together to decide all the new rules for the world. And despite as much lobbying as they, as they try, um, Vivi and Shirohoshi, they're just not going to be able to make it go through. And they're just totally outnumbered. They're going to make being a rubber boy illegal. Oh no, Luffy's. I don't. Luffy's just not. But Luffy's made of rubber. Exactly. It's it's fucked up that they're gonna outlaw being made of rubber, and Luffy's gonna be powerless to stop it. He's not gonna be Mm. able to continue his adventure because if there's one thing that stops him is uh, laws. Yeah. Well, do you? Well, (laughs) Trafalgar variety, yes. But do you think? Do you think Luffy could become something else instead? A different kind of boy? Uh. I'm trying to think of something that that's basically just rubber, but not <laughs> fuck. Not mochi. <laughs> if I I wish I knew more about like chemical engineering, so be like technically he'd be this compound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, that that's he has to go hide out in Wano. Actually, that's why because the world because the way they make oh. Wano seem is like not even the world government's there. So like, <laughs> that's true. It is, it is cut off from the world. So it's got a hideout and oh, that's very good art that you just retweeted. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that could be good. Luffy hiding out and, and I mean, it is good. I've seen it. It's all true. Yeah. He, he's, he's not there to like do anything except like hide from the world government because he's yeah, terrified no, he of being arrested. <laughs> yeah. Luffy's biggest fear crime. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, that's absolutely going to be what shakes out next time. It's their only way to handle the, the straw hat problem. They can't outlaw straw hats because they'll just take it off. Also, it's just too fashionable. That'd be unreasonable. But uh, next time we will see rubber get outlawed here on We Are Watching One Piece. <laughs> and until next time. To be Tommy! <laughs> Continue. Continue.